0: Welcome back into the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft. Chuck Zotta here as your host. Uh, We just got through the first 14 picks. If you missed the last few, uh, Shaq Lawson went to New Orleans, Mackenzie Alexander went off to Miami, and Sheldon Rankins went to Oakland. And so we sit here now with the 15th pick of the draft, the Los Angeles Rams, formerly, formerly the St. Louis Rams, now in their first year in Los Angeles, and the GM of the Rams for us is none other than Kyle Krabs. You can follow him at Twitter, uh, on Twitter rather, at NDT Scouting. And Kyle,
1: I uh, certainly appreciate you joining us here. Oh yeah, for sure. This is, uh, this is good practice skills for where I'll be in about 20 years, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. A
0: little sooner than that, hopefully. A little sooner than that. But uh, talk to me uh, about who you've brought in to uh, help run your staff here for uh, the draft.
1: Yeah, we we have kind of overhauled the front office here. We've brought the whole NDT Scouting staff on board, Uh, so I will be joined by uh, my colleague at NDT Scouting, uh, Joe Marino. Joe has been doing this for about 10 years now, and he's got a great foil compared to uh, my line of scouting. Um, He's very much a film guy, and if you're aware of what I am, I like to, to have the blend and the mix of film and Oh, those quote-unquote peripheral metrics that kind of round the player out. So it's fun to kind of get into conversations with somebody who doesn't quite have the same approach that you do.
0: Well, the good news is that you've got uh, 15 minutes now to uh, have a conversation with Joe. Uh, you are officially on the clock with the Rams, and best of luck to you, and uh, begin
1: making your selection. All right. So, um, Joe, just to kind of gloss over the roster really quick, Uh, disappointed to see that the two quarterbacks that I know we both agreed upon uh, would be viable for discussion here in the top 15, both uh, Goff and Wentz are off the board. So that um, will at least make this discussion now that we're on the clock a little easier uh, looking at one less position of need. Um, So Joe, I'm going to need you to give me off of the board that we have uh, some of the, the top five names at are positions of need. So we're looking at potentially best available, looking at scheme fit and positions of need. Uh, We need to hear about some boundary wide receivers, uh, some defensive ends, uh, the linebacking core, and anybody in the secondary, given that we've lost somebody on each of the three levels of the defense here in the free agency.
2: Well, uh, the names that I'm considering here uh, at wide receiver would be Laquan Treadwell. Uh, Really, that's the only guy that I think has value at this point. At defensive end, I like Kevin Dodd and Shalik Calhoun as possibilities. At linebacker, two names that stick out: uh, number one, Darren Lee and Sua Cravens. And then at cornerback, the only guy I would consider here is William Jackson.
1: Okay, so um, just starting back over the top. So we're looking at Laquan Treadwell. Um, what does he give us in compared to what we already have on the roster? Uh, Where is the upgrade there, and where do you think the value of this uh, this particular position is in comparison to what we're seeing on the defensive side of the football?
2: Well, I like some of the wide receiver options that could be there on day two and I don't think that Treadwell is uh necessarily a, uh, a surefire number one NFL receiver although I think he's the certainly the best receiver that's on the board uh he could allow us to uh give a nice catch radius to whoever wins the starting quarterback battle and gives us some flexibility with Kenny Britt um but um you know he's I certainly wish that he had a little bit more of an athletic profile uh, given we're taking somebody in the top 20 at receiver
1: okay so just really quick to gloss over we have two picks in the second round at 43 and 45 can you give me a couple names of players that might be there later on
2: yeah Tyler Boyd Michael Thomas Sterling Shepard all jump out uh, and I'm not sure that there's a big there's a there's not much that separates those players. So I'm comfortable waiting, uh, and for me at least, waiting until uh, 43 or 45 uh, to see uh, who's available then.
1: Okay, because I'm, I'm not quite there with Treadwell yet either. So, I mean, if we need to have this conversation, we can come back and circle back to him. Um, so looking at the defensive side of the football, we, we need a pass rusher, uh, somebody on the second level as far as a linebacker, and we need somebody from a corner perspective as well, uh, which of those three positions do you think has the greatest potential to impact how we play the game in 2016 going forward?
2: Well, for me, I don't love William Jackson in this spot. I think he's got some technique issues. I wish he was a little bit better in press. He's the only defensive back that I like in this spot. For me, the value jumps out at defensive end and one linebacker. Well, actually, two linebackers in particular at defensive end Kyle I'm willing to pound the table right now for Kevin Dodd I think he's ready-made 4-3 defensive end. That complex Robert Quister. I think he plays the run extremely well. He can get after the pass- passer with a very translatable skill set. So uh, I'm pounding the table for Kevin Dodd. I'm not sure that you're there with me. Um, I also love Shalee Calhoun in this spot. He's a little bit uh, more lean, but in terms of him getting out in a wide nine position and attacking with angles, I think he can be an outstanding, uh, complimentary rush end to Robert Quinn. Now, When I look at linebacker, Darren Lee jumps off the tape uh, for me and jumps off the board, really. I think he's, he's, he's a chase uh, a chase tackle and cover guy that i think could be a start a starting will for us that allows us to move alec ogletree inside to mike and uh darren lee is a plug and play will for me so uh really that's that's where i narrow this conversation down and then i give consideration to Suea cravens uh even though he hasn't tested quite like i hoped he would
1: okay so chuck can we get a time check really quick
0: yeah you still have at this point about
1: Eight, uh, nine minutes left on the clock. Okay, because I, I really want to dig into this pass rusher deal because um, for me, um, I think pass Joe, would you agree that a pass rusher has a greater impact on the game than, than what that off-ball linebacker will do? Absolutely. Okay. So going back into Dodd, um, kind of gloss over again for me really quick what you find, what is his best trait?
2: His best trait, I, I think he's so balanced. Um, it's difficult for me to sit here and say that he's a better run defender or a uh, pass rusher, but if, you, if you're if you making me make a choice, it's probably uh, that he plays the run so well that he squeezes gaps, that he can shoot gaps, that he can stay square uh, to the line of scrimmage, play physical, challenge with hands, disengage with blocks, and maintain outf- outside leverage. Uh, so he's probably a little bit better against the run, which I'm comfortable with that in our scheme because we have Robert Quinn and we have Michael Brockers and Aaron Donald uh, where are already rushing the passer. So um, I think that he can really, really solidify the run defense, and he still has a tremendous amount of ability, in my opinion, as a, as a pass rusher, even though I think he's slightly better against the run.
1: Okay, because for me, I'm looking at the two players combined, and I know that you're pounding the table for Dodd, but if I'm looking at one of these two guys that's really going to stand out. Um, I'm with you that the names that we should be considering include Shaleek Calhoun. Uh, I think he's really underrated for the fact that it really struck me that Calhoun was somebody who really dedicated to committing his primary responsibility on defense. And that is something that I didn't see from Dodd as consistently, where Calhoun's consistently holding gaps. Uh, I thought they let him off the chain a little bit more in 2015, and you had the opportunities, particularly in the Iowa game, to really see what he can do from a tilt position and be an attack player. I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves because of how dedicated he was to playing gap defense and and utilizing his hands to occupy gaps and, and stay disciplined and, and hold the pocket and not commit to coming inside. But I see a little bit more diversity from Calhoun as a rusher than what I saw from Dodd. Dodd was a lot of dip the shoulder, come around the outside, whereas Calhoun gives you a little bit more, in my opinion, uh, as far as versatility as a rusher. Uh, And if you look at what he's illustrated, I've seen him hit spin moves, rip, club, lift, swim, push, pull, even speed rush and bull rush, converting speed to power. So he has versatility as a rusher that i don't think dodd gives you dodd for me is just i can't get excited about him because it, it was essentially a, a very brief stretch and snapshot and i understand that playing at clemson he had guys in front of him that were very talented including vic beasley but if i if we're talking about a pass rusher and for me pass rusher is the most impactful position on the defensive side of the football i'm i I lean Calhoun over Dodd. So what, like, do you see some of the same things that I do, or, or what's your counter to that if you're pounding the table for Dodd?
2: I, I just love Kevin Dodd. I love Chili Calhoun. I have uh, a half a point that differentiates them on my board. Uh, usually when I have close uh, ties like that, I give the edge to the bigger player. Uh, so if I were to counter that, I would say that Shalik Calhoun at 250 pounds, that's a little bit of a concern considering our scheme. Uh, I do agree and that Shalik Calhoun is a better pass rusher than Kevin Dodd. So if our focus here is to get the best pass rusher available, it's not difficult for me to say that it's Shalik Calhoun for the same reasons that you mentioned. Uh, his ability to win with twitch in a first step, quickness, length, the rush angles that he takes, takes working half a man, uh, and and his like you said, winning from that tilt position against Iowa is something. And the way he took over the Big Ten championship, you know, I I, I love that. I, I love Shelly Calhoun. Um, but uh, you know, if I had one concern, it's that 250 pounds. Does that ring? Does that worry you at all?
1: Yeah, and I could kind of see the the perspective there. So I kind of want to shift this angle real quick over to uh, Darren Lee. You know, I I'm not quite ready to let. Sue Craven's getting into the discussion this early, but Darren Lee is somebody that, to me, is one of the top ten best players in the draft. So with Lee, my my concern is not necessarily Lee because Lee is somebody that we know is going to be a three-down linebacker at the next level. Uh, You can even flex him out because Ohio State did it and play him in the slot and rely on him to disrupt routes and play zone coverage uh, strong. So if a, a team comes out with an extra wide receiver, we don't even really need to change the base personnel unless we want to get an extra... Uh, pass rusher on the field on third and long uh, but my question is shuffling the deck with the, the guys we have at linebacker can you just kind of lay out to me what your vision is with a, a linebacker core that currently has Akeem Ayers, Bryce Hager, and Alec Ogletree?
2: Well I think the, the first guy that we replace is Bryce Hager we slide Alec Ogletree into Mike and then we play uh, Darren Lee at will um, so that's my plan there at linebacker uh, if we were to go with Darren Lee.
1: Okay, and can you gloss over for me really quick some names that come up in, in that 50 to, to 60 range as far as pass rushers, guys that will be available a little bit later in the draft?
2: Pass rushers, uh, Emmanuel Ogba, Kamali Correa, um, Kyler Fackrell, Leonard Floyd, probably not, but he's a guy to consider. If he slides, Jordan Jenkins. Uh, those are kind of the guys that... Yannick Ngakwe, uh, those are the guys that I'm looking at in, in the 50 area.
1: Okay, so my, my concern with that grouping there is we talked about if you want somebody that has the size that fits into our defensive front, how many of those guys top the scales at over 255 pounds? Oh,
2: gosh. One?
1: One. Okay, and that's Ogba, correct? Uh,
2: excuse me, Jordan Jenkins, too.
1: Jordan Jenkins and Ogden. Two fifty-three. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, um, I guess that's ultimately the discussion is which of these spots? Because I think this this conversation kind of comes down to uh, those three players that we've kind of talked about. Which of these two spots do you feel more comfortable getting someone later in the draft? Three minutes remaining.
2: Uh, well, I, I don't love the. I, I think this is our. This is possibly the last chance to get a plug-and-play, run-and-chase linebacker. I think the depth that linebacker is poor in this draft. Um, I think there's some up- upside with some of those pass rushers, maybe even Yannick and Degakwe, who's actually 252. So three of those guys are above 250. Um, I don't think the depth is particularly good at either spot, um, but you know, I, I feel like we're down to Calhoun and Darren Lee is where I feel like this discussion is dictated.
1: Yeah, and um, ultimately, at the end of the day, um, you know, I kind of threw it out there already, and just to stay in respect to the board, um, I'm really leaning towards Darren Lee here for the fact that this is a three-down player, plug-and-play player, uh, somebody who, you know, we're, we're adding someone into our starting lineup and and sliding somebody else who we know can play at a reasonably strong level at the NFL level in Alec Ogletree, removing him inside. Um,
2: we get better at so, two spots.
1: Yes, we're getting better at two spots, and I think that also gives us some strong flexibility with both Ayers and uh, Lee in the fact that both of those guys can play out in space. So if there's any objection for you, I think Darren Lee needs to be the guy that gets the trigger pulled here.
2: I'm agreeing with you, Kyle. Best player available meets a, a position of need. It seems like a nice choice. I think he helps us, particularly in our division. Um, and we have so much talent on the defensive line. Don't forget, we signed Quentin Coples earlier, so he's he can play defensive end as well for us. So I think there's value at defensive end a little bit on day two. And uh, Darren Lee really improves us in the second level. And we need a guy. It's rare to get a guy with that profile, with that speed, that can run, cover, and chase. So I'm on board with Darren Lee here, Chuck. Sure. We have our final answer.
1: Please announce your selection for uh, the draft. Uh, The Los Angeles Rams select Ohio State linebacker Darren Lee. Outstanding. Darren
0: Lee off the board at 15 to the Los Angeles Rams. Kyle, uh, to both you and Joe, big thanks for uh, joining us. I know it's a busy time of year for both of you. We really do appreciate the time here today.
1: Well, you're very welcome. This was a treat. Our pleasure.
0: Outstanding. We are going to head over to uh, Mark Schofield and Shane Alexander after this for a little bit of a breakdown. Shane, this is a pick uh, when we talk about Darren Lee heading to Los Angeles. Let's first just look at Lee and what he does well versus what his weaknesses are. Talk to us about uh, Lee as a player, the traits he has.
3: So He's what I like to call a space linebacker. He is a new age, uh, the outside linebacker in the will form. Uh, where you can play in the slot, like you know Miles Jack that, that got mocked to Jacksonville, play in the slot, play in the will. He's got a strong safety body. He's a guy that, like Tillman Smith in Jacksonville, um, you feel comfortable playing out of backfield on backs, match up against tight ends, and also fast enough to run in the slot. Um, I like what he could be more than what he is at the moment, but as far as an athlete, you know he's, he's a top-end athlete, and he's playing in a system that – where he's going to like, they like to run fast, they like to play sideline to sideline with athletic uh, safeties and backers, and he fits right in schematically. Uh, my only worry is that uh, he's not ready to be what he could be yet, so that means he's not a day-one guy, I don't think. And I worry about this pick being redundant with some of the personnel they've already got, but I do like Darren Lee. I like what he can be. And I like uh, the skills he possesses is that at that space linebacker.
0: Shane, what are the uh, biggest things holding him back from being an impact player on day one, as you just said?
3: Well, I don't think he's a very savvy linebacker yet. Uh, you look at a guy in this class like Reggie Raglan, He's not a top end athlete, but you're not going to find a more savvy player. And that can mean a lot of things. I just don't think he's technically proficient. Um, he's kind of you know uh, he's a dog chasing cars, Darren Lee, right now. You know he can he can do it and uh, He has a loud bark, but where is he really going? Um, I worry about him uh, matching up against some of the bigger tight ends in the league. I worry about him uh, just being technical enough to match up with some slot guys. He's, strong. I think he can be strong enough. Like I trust that he can hit and he can tackle and he can come downhill. I trust that he's fast enough. Um, I just don't know if he's ready to be that week one contributor yet.
0: Mark, uh, as Shane mentioned, this is a team that on defense – loves to have a lot of speed flying around there. From a scheme fit perspective, seems like it makes some sense, even though there is a little redundancy.
4: Yeah, I mean, when I first heard this, this was the pick i I was kind of taken aback i'll be honest because i thought you know if you think about this defense and what they need they need a you know your typical mike type linebacker but then when you kind of take a step back and you think about you know the speed of the nfl game and what you're trying to do and you're trying to match up against some fast-paced offenses that they're going to go up against now you've got a really athletic linebacking core if you think about alec ogletree who's currently at that will linebacker spot where lee might be a, a best suited for, you've got Akeem Ayers, who's kind of an edge-rushing type linebacker. Well, now you add Darren Lee to that mix, and you can do a lot of different things with that from a schematic standpoint. I mean, you can move guys around. Maybe you try to not have a traditional Mike linebacker in that sense, but you can slide Ogletree to the middle a little bit, have him be in the middle of that defense who's a fast-attacking-style linebacker, have Lee in space a little bit. You can do some interesting things. So taking a step back and looking at this pick from maybe thirty thirty five thousand 35,000 feet, it makes this defense that was already in pretty interesting, intriguing defensive front that likes to attack, that likes to play with the speed, you add another playmaker to that. So looking at it in that sense, this could possibly work. Very good. Mark
0: Schofield, Shane Alexander, big thank you to the two of you. Darren Lee, the 15th pick of the ITP Mock War Room Draft, the linebacker out of the Ohio State University. Little break for the weekend. Monday we roll on we head over to Detroit what are the Lions going to do tune in next week on the inside the pylon mock war room draft